This podcast is a production of Schweitzer, a United Methodist Church, transforming lives by making disciples of Jesus Christ. I want to talk just a little bit this morning about uh, the St. Louis Cardinals. How about that for a switch? Um, I, I have a, a real love for baseball, and I have a love for the Cardinals. I've always loved them for the game itself. I, I was enchanted as an eight-year-old kid watching Stan Musial play, and uh, there was always something about the game that let me talk to my dad when I couldn't talk to him about anything else, I could talk to him about the Cardinals. Or when my sons didn't want to talk to me about anything at all, they would talk about the Cardinals. And what I have found as I go through life and as I get older is I I have a more profound respect for any organization, especially the Cardinals in, in a professional organization, for their level of success, but also for what's behind that success. And uh, there's a Cardinal handbook that's actually called the Cardinal Way. And in the Cardinal Way, there's some basic characteristics that's true of that team. The handbook that's been around for decades talks about character traits. It talks about fundamental plays of a third baseman, like there's 11 for a third baseman or 13 for a shortstop. It talks about essential life lessons they have the principle that when you take the uniform off, you don't stop being a cardinal, that the birds on the bat mean something. And everything they teach, whether it's on the single-A level or the double-A level in Springfield or triple-A in Memphis or major leagues in St. Louis, they teach all along the way how to really be a player, how really to be a person, how to be a good teammate. And George Kissel, who was this coach for decades with them, who was never the player manager in St. Louis, but was this awesome coach in the decades of the 40s and 50s and 60s and 70s and 80s and 90s into up to about 2007, he had a statement, he had a saying, and this is not original with him, but Kissel would always say, tell me and I'll forget. Show me and I'll remember. Involve me, and I'll understand. Now, keeping those words up there just for a moment, 90% of what I say right now, you're going to forget by the time you get to the parking lot. I know that. I hope maybe you remember 10%. Or that you take the 1% that the Holy Spirit is wanting you to take and apply to your life. I am good with that. But we know that we learn not by being told, but we learn by being shown. When we're shown how to do something, or we show the lesson, we implement it, not just talk about it. But more than anything, if we're involved, involve me and I'll understand. Now, I really didn't come talk, to talk to you this morning about the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, I came to talk about something much more important. Just as the Cardinals are dedicated to player development, we as a church are dedicated to disciple development. We believe that our mission is to transform lives by making disciples active followers of Jesus Christ. And we believe that every one of us that's a part of this congregation is called to be a disciple in the making, to be a follower of Jesus Christ in the making. And we say all of us can worship. 
all of us, when we come here into this place, in this, in this place of worship, whether it's the sanctuary here or in the outreach center and renovate, that we come with a certain spirit and openness. I think Adam is teaching us something about that. that what, what are we bringing to God? And that all of us can be a part of a class or group where we say what's really going on in our life and we can talk about our struggles and, and we can pray for each other, we can build each other up. That's, that's so important. And we get to serve. And this morning, as we're talking about the serving community, that's the heart of what, what the message is, is how do I have this servant's heart? And how do I find my place of serving out in this world as well as through Schweitzer? So to get started, I'd like for us to look at some scripture together from Romans chapter 12, beginning of verse 3, and we're going to be looking at the NLT translation, the New Living Translation this morning. These are Paul's words to the first century Christians in Rome, and they're just as pertinent for us today as they were then. On having this, this attitude and this spirit and finding our place in serving Christ in this world and in the church. So Paul writes these words, because of the privilege, I just love that word, it's a privilege. Because of the privilege and authority that God has given me, I give each of you this warning. Don't think that you're better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourselves by the faith that God has given us. You know, we have a saying at Schweitzer, and we say this in our staff, and we go into staff meetings, and when we have conversations where we really want to speak truth and love, we have a saying that says, check your ego at the door. And what we mean by that is, what we're doing here is not about any individual. And we're not afraid to speak truth or to press up against each other a little bit, and we're not going to have these easily bruised egos because uh, that's not what it's about. And I love Ken Willard's statement that, you know, ego can stand for a couple different things. So often it's about edging God out. You know, if it's about me, if it's about what I'm about in life, then God gets edged out. But if ego is about exalting God only, then, then the kingdom of God, God wins. And that's the essence of what we're called to do as a servant of God. And that's what Paul is talking about when he says, don't think of yourself too highly than you ought to think. Don't make this about yourself. Make it about something much bigger than yourself. And then he goes on in verse 4 and says, just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a specific or a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body, and we all belong to each other. We all belong to each other. In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, then speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you are a teacher, teach well. If your gift is encouraging others, then be encouraging. If it is in giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, 
Take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. Maybe you found one of your gifts in that listing. On the inside cover of the serve brochure that you were given this morning when you came to worship, there's a whole listing of spiritual gifts and a description of those spiritual gifts as they are identified in Scripture. And we believe that every Christian, every believer is given some primary spiritual gifts. And we believe that what the Scripture is calling us to do this morning is that whatever our gift is, we're to give it all that we've got. We're to really put our heart into it. One of the gifts that I have is teaching the faith. And I work hard at it. I, I don't just stand up here on Sunday morning and start talking. I write out this manuscript two weeks in advance. And I send that to about a half a dozen different people and the worship team. And they look it over and I ask them for clarity. I ask them for pushback. I ask them to say, you know, tell me what you would delete or what would you add to this or how would you say this differently. In other words... The gift that God has given me, I want to use that for His glory, and I want to do as good as I possibly can at that. And in the same way, God has given you a gift, a primary gift. Do you know what that spiritual gift is? We call this the gap at Schweitzer, where we're able to identify our place of serving in the body of Christ as well as serving in the world through identifying our spiritual gifts, recognizing our natural talents and abilities. You know, what are we just naturally good at? What is our passion? What is our heart saying? You know, serve not out of guilt. Don't serve because there's a need here, but you're not particularly good at it. If you don't love kids, for goodness sakes, don't serve in the kids' ministry. If you're not a friendly person, you can't smile, please don't greet people on Sunday morning. I mean, do something that you're strong at. And so we don't ever believe that someone should give, do something out of guilt. Nor do we believe that everybody should do everything. In fact, we think some people in the church do too many things. We think too many people are overextended and do crazy, crazy amount of stuff. But we believe that everybody has been gifted in some way by God, and we ask you to find that gift. Now, you can go to sumc.co slash discover. And that link will take you to two different assessments. The first assessment, you can take about an 80 statement on your spiritual gifts. And you'll identify what your primary gifts are, and you'll be able to look up that description on the back of the brochure. There's also a personality indicator there, a DISC personality indicator. And you can find where your primary strength is in terms of your personality. And doing that, Engaging in that will help you to understand how God has uniquely wired you. And we invite you then to take that and live that in your life. Live that in your vocation. Live that in your work. Live that in your school. Not just in the church. And what Paul is telling us, you know, he's saying, you know, be a Christian. Be a Christ follower and serve and bless other people. Whatever it is, give it all you got. Now, let's look at these next four verses of Scripture as he just kind of brings it all home. What does he tell us? Don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. Hate what is wrong. Hate what's wrong. 
Maybe we don't hate enough the things that are really wrong. The opposite of love is not hate. The opposite of love is indifference and having a cold heart. Hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Don't make this about yourself. Build each other up. Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Rejoice in our confident hope. What's that confident hope again? The love of God is stronger. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. I love that. When God's people are in need, be ready to help them. Always be eager to practice hospitality. What's Paul telling us? He's telling us to live this. Don't be a Christian just in church. Be a Christian everywhere. Is it hard to be a full-time Christian? Yeah, I think so. You know it's harder to be a part-time Christian than a full-time Christian? <laughs> when you're a part-time Christian, you've got to turn it off and on again. <laughs> but, so let's be a Christian all the time. Let's be a Christ follower all the time. It's not that we're perfect. It's just that we have this servant's heart wherever we go. And so our, in our soul training this week, we, we ask us to, to live this lifestyle. What does it look like for you to have a servant heart at home? If you share a household with somebody, your spouse, your parent, or your child, how do you bless someone in your home? That's probably one of the hardest places to be consistently have a servant's heart. Probably the best gift that we can give someone that we share life with is to actively listen to them and really hear what's going on in their life and care. Just connect with them on a real level. How do we live this out in the workplace? How do we bless our colleagues at work? How do we bless someone at work that we really have difficulty with? How do we bless our boss? How do we coach and, and pour into uh, someone that we're supervising? What do we do in in maybe just small, menial ways that can make a difference in helping someone's life in that day of work? How do we do it in our church? In terms of, yes, serving in a role or a position, but uh, on Sunday morning, what about us parking on the very farthest corners of the parking lot so we allow people that have armloads of kids or people who have struggle walking have easier access into the area? You didn't like that idea. How about this one? <laughs> what about sitting right here in the front rows to allow a place in the back for late arrivals? Go ahead and shock me next week, okay? We got... But these are the things that we organically do. How do we, after worship, look around and not just talk to people we know? How do we just kind of have an eye open to someone may need some direction here, someone... Just walk up and introduce yourself. Well, that's a servant's heart. 
We want to do that as the body of Christ is together. And then how do we do that in our daily life? My two biggest areas where I struggle with is shopping and driving. When I'm buying groceries at the store, I've got only so much time, and man, I'm dangerous. I'm whipping around those corners like I just ram into somebody. And driving. Driving. Yeah, can I, can I be more courteous? Can I look out after someone needs the lane here? Is this okay? Yes, sure it is. So, at the heart of what we're talking about today is we have to have, we need to have this servant's heart, and we just have to consciously be giving this over to God all the time. I just have to keep reminding myself throughout the day, servant's heart, servant's heart. Bring myself around to that, okay? Now, we want to shift gears and talk specifically about how we can serve at Schweitzer. Um, we have a serve brochure, and we update this twice a year. And in the serve brochure, you'll notice that we have three different categories. We have head, heart, hands, and feet. We have this understanding that some of us are more thinkers. And you'll notice on, let's turn there, to page... Four, there's a listing of what we call head gifts. They're opportunities where if you are a thinker, you're able to use your mind to bless other people in serving in those different capacities. If you turn the page, you'll notice that there are places where people can serve that are more feeling-oriented or more heart-oriented. And a lot of these ministries have to do with really blessing people who might be forgotten about, really blessing children, um, blessing families with children, blessing kids in Pittman, being a visitor for a person that is homebound, uh, being a parish visitor, but it's people who have a deep compassion and an intuitiveness and a listening ability and a connecting to someone that, that needs someone to come alongside them. And then there's a whole bunch, just boatload opportunities for hands and feet, for boots on the ground, kind of serving, functioning in some way. And we recognize that we have different seasons in life. As you look at this brochure, some of us are working 50, 60 hour jobs some of us don't have a lot of time to serve in an official way through the church. Others of us have lots of hours or lots of time. We just ask you to find your season of life, whatever season of life you're in, to find your place where you can serve. And we believe that everyone can serve at least one hour a month. One hour a month in some capacity where you're gifted where your passion is, where you can bless other people by giving yourself away. And so we ask that you find that place of service. You'll notice that in the bulletin, there's a listing of 57 different opportunities in your bulletin with numbers on them. And those, that listing correlates with the 57 opportunities that's in your brochure. And so we would invite you when we take the offering this morning, in addition to giving your financial gifts, we ask that you think about giving yourself. 
giving your time, giving the way in which you're gifted. And particularly if you are not regularly involved in a serving ministry at Schweitzer, would you fill out this tear-off slip and would you just write your name there under serve opportunities? And would you put in some contact information, either your email or your cell phone, and just list the serve areas you'd like to serve? We suggest just a couple of things. Don't do many things. Just do a few things well. You may say, think, well, I'm not sure that I want to serve in that area. I'm not sure where my spiritual gift is. Then try it. Find out something that you enjoy doing or keep doing something until you find the right fit. There's also something else that we offer you this morning. There's tables in the back where we have seven different main banners in which you can go to. And there's people back there throughout the morning that are available to talk to you. So sometimes it's helpful just to talk to a real live person. Under First Impressions Ministry, if you're interested in being a greeter or an usher, or you get to wear the green shirt, you get to be a guide where you help, help people find their way through the building, or you want to be on the data team, or you want to serve food in the fellowship center. But first Impressions is all about blessing our guests and blessing everybody that walks into our living room into our home every Sunday morning. You may want to be a part of a grow leader. You may want to be uh, someone that facilitates or teaches a Sunday class or a G12 group or a life group. And that's something you'd like to learn more about. There's someone to talk to about that. You may really want to bless kids, our children on Sunday mornings or Wednesday nights or help in the parents' class where we're really wanting to help parents become disciples to Jesus because we recognize that we get kids one hour a week but parents bless your heart you've got them all the time and we want to bless you and help you to be a better follower of Jesus Christ because you're the one you're the primary spiritual leader in your child's life so if, if that's something you want to help happen in the kids ministry then go to the table and talk to someone there. The outreach ministry, we have many outreach ministries at Schweitzer, but our two primary ones are the food pantry and Pittman School. If you want to bless people through the distribution of food or to praying for people that come in our food pantry or the kids in a variety of ministries at Pittman School, you can learn more about our outreach ministries by going to the table. I know that many people in this room are techie or technology oriented and you can help with our slides and the lighting and the running of cameras. Uh, we encourage you to talk to someone or just to indicate that on your card that you put in the offering bag that you're interested in helping in one of these technology ministries. In the worship and the arts, perhaps you love drama. You'd love to be a part of the drama team or you'd love to be a part of the, of the praise band and you'd like to have opportunities of growing in that area or you want to sing in the choir there's someone you can talk to there and the youth ministry is also about facilitating groups for kids for these teenagers and helping them on their mission trip and doing parenting classes and helping the parents of teenagers grow so there's some place for every one of us to serve Christ with all the passion and all that we possibly can do. What is your place of serving?
Where are you serving? How has God blessed you? And how are you using your gifts and your abilities and your talents to serve this faith community and serve the greater Springfield community by what you do through this church? I want to go back to uh, Discovering My Ministries class is, is actually a class that we offer at Schweitzer every other month. And if you want to go deeper with this, the next class will be in April. It's an, off, it's, a, it's an awesome opportunity to go deeper with what we've been talking about this morning. And you also have the benefit of sitting down with a coach who will sit with the brochure with you and help you to find your place of connection here in the body of Christ. Why do we do this? We believe that we only, we only become spiritually alive when we worship, when we grow, when we serve. And one of the basic ways we grow as a Christ follower is when we actively, consistently give ourselves away in our daily life and through the body of Christ, the church, in building each other up until we all mature in the faith and we transform this community by being Christ to other people. We began by praying for uh, Haley and the family. Uh, I'd like to end uh, this morning offering a prayer, particularly for uh, Matt and Meredith Roberts, who are in Ethiopia, flying there today to pick up their son um, to join their daughter. And their, their names escape me. Um, Zoe and Eli. So they're, they're picking up, Eli's, I think, two years of age. And uh, Meredith on Facebook put it out last night where, so it's public, right? She, but she made a very profound statement. She said, uh, the real task begins as they're picking up this two-year-old boy. And, and he's leaving everything he's known and getting on the plane with these strangers. And so as we pray for them, what we're really doing is we're praying for all of us. We're praying for every parent that's got a child here. We're praying for our children in this community. We're praying with the heart of Christ. Because it's really important that you and I become disciples of Jesus. And we fulfill our purpose so that people will know the love of God is stronger.